the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show. COVID cases are rising at the exact time that we expect them to rise, the beginning of winter. We're seeing, and I don't know if you're seeing, because I'm a news junkie, we're seeing hospitalization rates skyrocket. We're hearing more and more stories about people who are healthy getting COVID, and we're hearing more and more about people who've been vaccinated getting breakthrough cases. Still, the overwhelming majority of information and data shows that if you're vaccinated, you're very likely to live. You're very likely to get less severe COVID. We're going into that period of time where people are spooked. You take a look at the travel industry and it's a glass half full. Travel industry is seeing a steady recovery. Number of daily air travelers continues to tick tock, tick tock a little higher. Infection rate amongst um, <clears throat> the infection rate is rising along with the highest Thanksgiving gas prices. So we are driving. There's a correlation there that is worrisome. There's a great story. This morning in Business Insider, Spanish renters are declaring war on American investors that bought up all the apartments in their neighborhoods. That's, I don't want to say the word hilarious, but man, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? I'm in my second home in the Lake Tahoe area. And five years ago, the people of Lake Tahoe started hating the people of the Bay Area because they were cashing out homes there and moving to the, the lovely resort area or buying second homes like I did. Um, driving up traffic, bringing trash and debris to the beaches. Spain has been evicting residents during the pandemic. Tenants and housing activists have declared war, protesting evictions by squatting in apartments. They argue that investment firms have been profiting off economic strain caused by the pandemic. Um, you know, I had a really funny thought yesterday on... I'm putting together the pieces of politics and the pieces of investing. And Bitcoin is the millennials.com. And the .com was Generation X's big investment way of making wealth in lieu of doing it the old-fashioned way in Wall Street with the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 stocks. And you had to spend a lifetime to watch them move up. But here's my thought. Do you know how everyone talks about the COVID vaccine and like, I'm not saying it's 50-50 because it's not. Um, it seems like 60% plus have been vaccinated, at least with one jab at this point in the United States. Um, it's a good rate, and it's going up by 50,000 a day, which is nice. But you know how we're fighting about COVID or no COVID shots? 
And seatbelts is the earliest thing we, we go to. Like, well, there was a point in time where seatbelts weren't even manufactured in cars. And then they started putting them in for convenience for people who wanted them. And then they made it a federal law. Click it or ticket was the big ad campaign. But, you know, I have one that goes back 20 years ago that people were fighting over. Um, and it, it really shocked me when I thought about it. LED lights. When LED lights first came on and they became like mandated that we're going to stop making the old fashioned lights, they're just not energy efficient. I had to pick up an LED light yesterday and uh, I'm trying to kind of match what I have in the home. And this was a six and a half watt bulb with 500 lumineers, luminates. I don't know if I'm saying the word lumens. I don't know what it is, but that's what it is. Um, so I was just thinking about it and like, 20 years ago when this was happening, people were like, oh, well, this, this LED light doesn't feel warm enough. It doesn't feel right. It's too sterile. It's too expensive. People in California were fighting and angry over each other. Over LED lights. We are never, ever, never, ever going to put together this country again. We are Humpty Dumpty. We have fallen off the wall. We will never get along with each other ever again. If we can't get over... Uh, LED lights with each other, we certainly can't get over COVID vaccines. So there's my thought of the day, right? LED lights. We fought over them. We said, it's our right to buy an incandescent bulb. You can't take that away from me. You think we're ever going to get gun rights down if we can't get light bulbs figured out? So yesterday was mixed day. Big tech underperformed. S&P 500. Rock on. Rocked on. Tech stocks continue to stumble. Industrials and banks drove the Dow Jones Industrial Average higher because as the 10-year Treasury marches higher, and if it marches to 2.5%, you're going to say, I wish I would have bought financial stocks in November of 2021. Financials will continue to drive higher as the 10-year interest rate drives higher, as inflation has been driving higher. Now, do all those things hold true in a month from now, two months from now, six months from now? I don't know. I don't speculate. I try to report. Zoom um, is a verb, right? Uh, it doesn't mean you've got it all figured it out. And the software company stock tumbled yesterday after it cut its revenue forecast. Fortunately for Zoom, they did some acquisitions when the stock was at 100 and, well, how shall we say, two-thirds higher. Nothing to see here. Little currency crisis going on in Turkey. The lira plunged yesterday to a record low after President Erdogan reiterated his belief that cutting interest rates was the right policy to fight spiraling inflation, which is typically the opposite of what every economist on the planet says. It stimulates an economy because it makes costs lower. As costs go lower, banks say, eh, we could take some more chances. Individuals take some more chances. Your credit card balances go down. Yeah, maybe there's some debt issues in Turkey that are, are fixable. I don't know. I'm not going to be commenting on the Turkish lira. Not an expert. Don't know much about it. I lived in Turkey, though. Little city called Izmir. Hung out on weekends in towns like Ephesus, which was one of the areas that uh, the Bible historically says Jesus Christ hung out in as a teenager. And uh, what's really cool about it, that is it's got calcium mountains on the Mediterranean. 
So all the lakes, all the lakes around it are crystal clear. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I still remember it to this day. You can see 20 feet, 30 feet below water. Crystal clear because of the Kelsey Mountains. Anyway, the Korean tech giant Samsung is going to build a $17 billion chip-making plant in Taylor, Texas, about 30 miles outside of Austin. When I see that, I go, real estate in Austin is going to do well. I don't think about Samsung versus Apple. I don't think about Texas jobs and the, the taxes. I, I think about real estate prices. Tesla is building a $1.1 billion factory in the area, setting up their headquarters in Austin. Oracle made a big move to Austin. Facebook, Apple, Google, and Amazon have all expanded in Austin. Real estate goes higher in Austin, right? I'm Rob Black. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. President Biden is uncorking some of the private collection of oil in the United States of strategic reserves. Not a small amount. The largest in U.S. history is being released from Strategic Petroleum Reserve. 50 million barrels worth. That's about the amount of oil we burn through in two and a half days. That is cringy to me in the sense of how little it actually amounts to. China, India, Japan, South Korea, and the U.K. will join the coordinated efforts. OPEC is mad at the United States for starting this. Another scenario where we're going to have to be careful and tread lightly. The problem with releasing the strategic reserves now is we've been talking about it for two weeks. So it doesn't have a shocking hit to it. Oil's going sideways today. Yesterday, we heard from Best Buy and they, they gave us two very big data points. One was that, yeah, people are buying goods, but the shipping costs are killing our profits. Or squeezing, maybe. And two, um, there's some pretty aggressive theft happening in retail stores. And some employees are quitting because of, of traumatic stress of seeing a person with a gun or a crowbar come into their stores and threatening violence in order to get a free TV. But it's not just Best Buy. We've all seen it. Turn on the news and someone goes into a CVS and takes, you know, uh, a lot of Mucinex or like the really expensive pills or the really expensive razors or I don't know what they're taking. But Home Depot connected the dots between the opioid crisis and the increase in thefts at their stores two years ago. Since then, fentanyl, a drug that's 50 times stronger than heroin, has pervaded California. Smash and grabs are aggressively rising. Walgreens announced plans to shut down five stores in San Francisco, claiming the rates of theft in the city had risen to five times the national average. Facebook Marketplace and eBay have made it super easy to resell stolen goods anonymously. 
Rates of unemployment and homelessness rose sharply last year, and California is home to the largest populations of unsheltered persons. And let's face it, the police aren't going to, pro- uh, the judges aren't going to prosecute shoplifters. Our court system spread too thin. I, this is not a commercial for smash and grab. It's downright traumatizing what we're seeing, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Dollar Tree came out yesterday. And sometimes I wish the show was five hours long. No, 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 I don't. I don't wish it was dollar. Dollar Tree said it would raise prices on most items from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five. There is your most beautiful example of inflation. Dollar Tree has offered products for a dollar for the past 35 years. The community has taken all actions that it can to, to stop from having to do this. But we're just seeing too much inflation. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, there's, a, there's an interesting case on the Department of Justice suing a sugar company, literally a sugar company. I'm not making that up. Um, but it doesn't translate into radio. I looked at the story yesterday. I looked at it this morning. I just, I can't figure out how to do it. Um, ultimately what it comes down to is anti-competitive deals between two big conglomerates. What else is out there as far as big stories? Um, there's an interesting book that I just picked up yesterday. Um, that I'm going to read over the holiday. It's on the history of HBO. And then there was um, King Richard out on HBO. So getting a lot of fanfare as it is going to be a big deal for Will Smith and looks like an Academy Award potentially. But the book on HBO is called Tinderbox. And there's one thing I love. It, it's it's behind-the-scenes conversations from creators on what worked and what didn't work and what fell apart. I think The Sopranos must be having a 25-year anniversary right now because they're all over the news. But if you can go back and study HBO, would it work today? Or is what Netflix doing what's working today? And I think we have the answer. But HBO has got The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Sex and the City, The Wire, Succession, Westworld. A long line of winter, winter chicken dinners, right? Six feet under. It's been the home of epic shows. It's been the home of controversial sports journalism, newsmaking documentaries. And it's been a lot of fun to watch them grow. But it's even more interesting to see. It doesn't look like Netflix is going to be up to the quality of HBO, but they don't want to be. So I picked up the book. It's called Tinderbox because I want to study the relationship between two companies, HBO and Netflix. And it's not really about Netflix, but we're inundated with Netflix, aren't we? There's a great book called The Death of Competition by Moore, James Moore, M-O-O-R-E, um, to the point that before reselling on eBay and people giving books to charity and charity selling them for a penny plus $10 shipping, it was tough to find. It was so out of print. The Death of Competition. 
it was a book that's still on my bookshelf. It's a book that I still pick up every two to three years. And I reread it because it's all about Kmart versus Walmart. Um, you know, uh, excuse me here. Microsoft against Nova, uh, novel, Novell Software. Novell had DOS. They were a big, big player. They had the makings of a GUI and they failed. Graphical user interface. So that's what I'm reading this weekend. A book by James Miller called Tenderbox. Because I want to learn about comparing companies in my head. Elon Musk is selling more stock again. He disclosed this yesterday. It's all prearranged. It's all tied towards um, expiring stock options for management. Musk exercised another 2.15 million stock options. That means he bought 2.15 million shares of Tesla for $6.24, and then he sold them. So it's pretty insane. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So I was writing down notes yesterday. I spent a good two hours, sometimes a little bit less, sometimes a little bit more, um, writing every day. And one of the things I could admit to is I'm not very good at B2B. I'm much better at B2C. So if I were to define this show and someone's asking me to define, you know, what I want to do going forward is the reason I'm doing the writing on this topic is to me, it's a lot easier to understand a consumer company than it is to understand an enterprise company. Um, HP said yesterday, people are going back to work and they, they threw down the gauntlet and said, Hey, we're selling a lot of computers because, you know, the COVID vaccines there and people are enterprises are saying they're coming back to work. I don't understand HP as well as I should. Um, <clears throat> so I don't talk about it. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't look at it. HP is now considered one of the greenest companies on the planet in the sense that they've looked at how their printers print and they plant a lot of trees and they looked at how their ink cartridges have a lot of plastic and they've reduced the amount of plastic um, to the point that um, – Who's the gorilla lady? Jane Goodall has put her name alongside HP and her seal of approval. Jane Goodall's got a book out, and I have no interest in reading it. It's all about hope and how hopeful she is that the world will get its act together. I'm not a, I'm not a, a animal like I I can't watch gorillas in the jungle for hours and hours on end. It's not my thing. I will say I find zoos to be god awful. I was horrified to go to a zoo as a child. I just looked at the animals as rotting inside their individual coffins, essentially. Uh, tells you I'm a little bit wound up, right? But um, so I'm reading about the tinderbox with HBO and not Jane Goodall's The Hope for Humanity is Hope. Um, and I, I'm just trying to explain to you, I'm really good at consumer issues. 
Um, I could put together the pieces really nicely. Peloton is a consumer issue, right? Who's going to buy Peloton now that they've fallen and they're not going to get back up unless there's another pandemic. And well, Germany's saying, uh, over to here, Robert, we have another pandemic. We're going to lock downs again. And I'm like, okay, okay, well, maybe Peloton will have another one more for one more round, right? Um, we're hoping that there's enough vaccine out there on the one side who wants to get vaccinated and there's enough pills to take if you get COVID that we can cut down on hospitalizations. Give the nurses and doctors a break for the first time in a couple of years. Um, but when you look at Peloton, they are the ultimate consumer company. Um, I quit my gym two years ago and I still haven't gotten back. I've taken up long walks, hikes, and light jogging again. Um, who's going to buy Peloton? And there's two obvious companies, right? There's Apple and there's Nike. Peloton's not small. I would refer to them as a mid-cap company with a roughly 15 to $20 billion market cap. And you look at Apple, and that would be about a 1% dilution to Apple. Nike would be a much bigger bite. But Nike is basically run out of people to sell shoes to. Um, and Apple, if they can get the Peloton bikes put in every hotel, it makes a lot more sense to scale their business that way do you see where I'm going at with this? Um, Apple could actually use Peloton, I think, a little bit more obviously than Nike, but Nike needs something. They need to figure out how to get a watch on people's hands, how to get uh, goggles on people, how to figure out to give us a better swing in golf. I don't play golf. You know what I do when I people ask me to golf? I say, I'll drive the cart. I like driving golf carts. Don't know what that's about. I've got two major fantasies driving a golf cart down 101 during rush hour traffic and driving a bulldozer down 101 during rush hour traffic. So my bucket list is a little different than yours, but I, I, I look at things as a consumer and if Apple can get the Pelotons and then, you know, Peloton bought a gym equipment company, if Apple can get all their equipment in gyms across the world and suddenly you're at a, a, a a cycling station, you're like, yeah, let's pull up my account and watch my Netflix account through my Apple account or my Apple TV account or my Apple Music account, or let's check on email while I'm, I'm cycling. That vertical makes a lot more sense to me than Peloton staying solo after falling from two-thirds in value. Um, the Biden administration did something that's a little shocking cleaning up a mess of the Trump administration. The Biden administration paid almost $1 million in legal fees to end a court battle over Trump's WeChat ban. President Trump issued an executive order last year that banned WeChat. And that's your government tax dollars going down the drain. That's frustrating, right? Uh, Andy Jassy is a name we're going to hear more and more about in 2022, 2023, especially if Amazon stumbles or if Amazon succeeds. No one knew who Tim Cook was until Tim Cook got a form of cancer that was going to end his life. Well, people knew who he was. He'd show up every now and then in Apple reports about supply chain issues and building out and, you know, building up factories in China. But Andy Jassy is going to be the same kind of scrutiny. And I'll, I'll put it, I'll, I'll say a couple things to you. The two greatest supply chain CEOs of all time, uh, Jeff Bezos and Tim Cook. 
if we were to collect trading cards of the greatest of all time, and I, I, I could make a case that Steve Jobs was the greatest product innovator of all time, and he was replaced by the next obvious step, let's mass produce this CEO as that's the best one to CEO punch of all time. Speaking about punches, and do you see how where my head goes? I'm just an odd bird. Today's showing me that A, I shouldn't take Mucinex before I do a radio show, and B, I shouldn't take Mucinex before I do a radio show. Mucinex makes me a little lightheaded and a little tougher to think. Um, one in five Americans with a retirement account tapped it during COVID. Um, I used to play a Call of Duty game that involved Nazis and Americans and Americans storming. And anytime the Americans would like get close to a secret mission, you had to be quiet. And um, if the Germans spotted the American, they would go, alarm, alarm, alarm. And somehow something tells me in my head that's not what the word in German is for alarm, but it works for me. One in five Americans with a retirement account tapped it during COVID. That's an alarm bell going off. Ding, 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 ding. Alarm, alarm. Taking a disbursement tells me that a lot of people feel, well, the stock market's high. I should pay myself because I'm not at work. It speaks to how close on the edge many households are in that they're having to tap retirement accounts early for unplanned expenses or early retirement. If you're younger and you've tapped your 401k, you didn't know what the freaking frack an emergency fund was. You knew that you were saving in a 401k and you thought in a worst case scenario I could use it and you get dinged with massive taxes. That's not the way to play the game, ladies and gentlemen. Try to stay away from the dings. Try to have some cash stashed away. One of my secrets to success is when I acquired a stock, and I've got a good friend, Tony. He asks me for stock picks all the time. I'm going, I don't like give them to you because you use them as trades. And uh, I go, I like to buy and hold. I like to buy and buy more of if it goes down. I like to buy and buy more of if it goes up. I like great companies. Warren Buffet taught me, you know, don't be price sensitive, be company sensitive. So tapping into a stock to pay for a car or a vacation, I don't like that idea. Maybe if you're buying real estate, so you're selling some equity and you're, you're, you're selling a big asset in stock equity for a big asset in real estate equity. I'm good with that. And I think you need to figure out your ratios of how much should you have in the stock market, how much should you have in cryptocurrency, how much should you have in gold, how much should you have in artwork. I own some artwork as investments. Early on, I made some huge mistakes. Not anymore. I'd rather pay 40000 for something that has price appreciation potential and that I enjoy looking at. And in 30, 40 years, it could be sold at a premium versus three or four months. It may or may not be a draw. If you take a disbursement from your IRA or your 401k before 59 and a half, you get a 10% penalty. And that's insulting to me. When my dad died and he had estate taxes, that was insulting to me. 
all states are different with their estate taxes. That's insulting to me. You shouldn't have to have a, a, a map book to figure out what you're going to pay when you die. A Roth IRA can be another set of emergency savings. And that's where I want to end this idea is if you put money in a Roth for your retirement, it could kind of act as a cash buffer for you. 25% don't have any savings at all. 25% of Americans don't have any savings at all for retire, uh, emergency fund. When you go down to the millennials, when you dig down, 57% have no emergency savings. Roth IRAs can be a great investment account, especially for younger investors, because you can withdraw your own contributions at any time. And provided your 59 and a half have held the account for at least five years, you can withdraw both your contributions and earnings tax-free. Little bit too much to digest in that segment but it brings up the value of emergency funds. I'm Rob Black. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. This might be the most important segment of the show for 2022. Okay, now it's it's going to be one of the top 20 most important segments talking about next year. And I'll try to do more of this in the future for you, if I can. This is going to sound very odd, this topic, because we don't talk about it often, but I've talked about it a couple times, hit and miss. Stocks have inflated. Home prices have inflated. Food prices have inflated. Oil prices have inflated. Energy prices, right? We know that's the story this year. I'm not surprising anyone. We've heard stories this year in 2021 about Elon Musk saying, yeah, Congress, you really shouldn't focus on taxing the uber wealthy. There's things called unintended consequences, and I kind of agree with him. If you want to tax income, tax income. If you want to, if you want to go after billionaires, go after the estate planning tax. Go after the death tax. Don't give people any more step up for basis. So if I die, my kids don't get the, the tax basis stepped up to them and they start over at zero. No. That's how you tax billionaires. That's how you that's how you redistribute wealth if you want to. Instead of passing it down generations, when they die, they die. But again, that's a hot button. So one of the things that came out in the last couple of weeks after Elon Musk got into it with Congress and Bernie Sanders is art. I bought some fine art this year. I didn't know I was doing it for inflation reasons. The fall art auction set an all-time record. Surge in global wealth, growing inflation fears, continued collectible craze. Man, we collect Pokemon cards. It's the most insane thing in the world that you could resell something that it was a piece of cardboard 30 years ago. Sales at Christie's, Sotheby's, and Phillips totaled $2.6 billion over the course of two weeks, smashing the all-time record for fall sales of $2.59 billion. Art collectors fought over classic Cezannes, Van Goghs, a video sculpture tied to an NFT. 32 works sold for over $20 million, 54 works sold for over $10 million. You want a best first date of your life? You want to find a spouse? Take your first date the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, the San Jose Museum of Modern Art. Go to a museum. Look at some things and say, what's that make you feel? Then go home and do whatever you're going to do in the first place, right? 
crypto wealth has been on full display buying art. Justin Sun paid $78 million for Alberto Giamatti's Lanez sculpture. A group of crypto investors known as the Constitution DAO failed, but they tried to buy billionaire Ken Griffin's original copy of the U.S. Constitution that went for $43.2 million. The art market sentiment is high, high, high right now. And there's a lot of money to burn because we've inflated stocks, bonds, well, not bonds, stocks and real estate to aggressive levels. We're trying to figure out where can we put our money now? We don't want the government to take it, buy art, keep it in the family for 30 years. Doesn't get taxed. The art market sentiment is very sky high right now because of that. The sales from the Cox collection, which owned was owned by the late Dallas oil tycoon Edwin Cox, totaled $332 million. It included Vincent Van Gogh's 1889 masterpiece, Gabon's De Bois, Poimy, Les Olivier. I know what you're saying. It sounds worse than it actually is. It's actually better than I thought. The J. Paul Getty Museum in Los Angeles bought Gustave Calabete's Young Man and His Widow for $53 million. A lot of museums are actually selling some of their fine art right now to raise funds because they got shut down and people couldn't come to the museums during COVID. Uh, if you go and see, I live fairly close to the founder of Gap, and he's got a trail in his backyard that goes up a hillside. It it kind of goes near the old Metallica mansion, <laughs> but he is known as a famous art de uh, collector, and he is known for lending his um, pieces to museums because he doesn't pay the insurance on it while the museum shows it, the Fisher Collection. It's unbelievable. And for people who live in his community, he, he shows some of the sculptures on a hike. It's unbelievable. So where I'm pushing this for you forward at this point in time is there are other asset classes. I don't have the kind of money to buy a Marth Rothko. I wish I did. I would. There's a company out there called Masterworks that I told you about last year where you could invest a small amount of money and own a small amount of a Rothko or a Jackson Pollock. And again, that may not be your thing. You may not know it well. So they're doing it for you and they send you an email and say, hey, we just acquired this uh, Van Gogh. Do you want to, or typically they're, they're doing people like Banksy, more people who are alive still, which is a little bit of a problem, but it's a nice way for the artist to cash out. So you own the artwork and then you could sell it to people, those shares. It's a pretty cool idea. So I don't know about Beeple's 69 million non-fungible token. I really don't. To me, digital art is a really weird concept to raise, uh, to put my arms around. Um, I, I, I like Bitcoin. I like cryptocurrency. I like blockchain. The blockchain part's the best part for me. I like, I like the cryptocurrencies that have contracts, smart contracts built into them so that if Banksy sells a piece of digital art or Beeple sells a piece of digital art, if that gets resold again, he still gets another 10% of the cut. I think for artists, that is a big win worldwide. So I don't know if it's the most important segment of 2022, but I'm telling you, that's where big money is putting money right now. And now with a company called masterworks.io, 
you could potentially do it too. I'm not telling you to do it. Consultant work advisor, particularly action on any stocks mentioned, artwork or anything else. In the end, this is on you. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.